Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. You are not just learning, learning, learning. You are learning and taking action on what you were learning. Yeah. Because there's so many people I see fail because they're just learning, learning, learning and never doing it. Your attention, please, please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue strength and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. And guess what, guys? I was cleaning out my entire book collection, an entire wall of books, trying to make some space. And while I was doing that tedious, terrible job, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. It is Q&A time. My name is Manny Coates. Oh, wait, that was already said in the intro. I already said that too. And then the girl said it. It's just nuts. But anyways, what wasn't said is that I am here with Guillermo Puyol. Guy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, what's your name again? <laughs> it is Manny <laughs> Coates. Why, why you got to be an S-O, an F-N, never mind. <laughs> an F-O-B. Yes, exactly. So, Guy. What's up? What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Millennium Crunch. Is that actually a flavor? Millennium Crunch, yeah, man. Delicious from... Is it, uh, is it mu- Millennium or Millennium? Millennium. Millennium. All right. Millennium Crunch from uh, Bluebell. What does that taste like? Heaven. <laughs> uh, give, what does it kind of taste like? I've never even heard of it. Uh, it's... Um, I think it's vanilla ice cream with chunks of chocolate and chunks of nuts and a little bit of caramel, I think. Uh, all right. It's like gazillion calories in a single bowl. That's fun. But it's delicious. I'm just a simple guy, like Rocky Road or something. You know, it's, I'm boring. I know. Yeah. All right. Anyways, let's get to this. Um, it's Q&A. We've got two questions. I hope you have two questions. I hope you are prepared, Guillermo. I have two fantastic questions. My buddy here, FOB, has two questions. By the way, we were making fun of that. What was it? The, I don't know, a Q&A before this or one or two episodes. Somebody asked, what did FOB, what does FOB mean? And Guy answered and fresh off the boat. It was pretty funny. Inside joke, I guess. You got you have to listen to all the Q and A's to get all all our all our jokes. That's right. Okay. So I have a question from Jake. No last name for Jake. It says, "I want to open a second Amazon account so so that I can build up two similar brands and then sell one and keep the other. Should I do that or just keep it under one account?" Okay. That's a really good question. Was it Jake you said? Jake. Mm-hmm. Jake. Jake. Good question. Um, it's actually something that I had pondered in the beginning too uh, for some strategic ad, uh, advantages, right? So I was thinking, well, if I could have one account that sells my red widget and I have another Amazon account that sells my blue widget, then I can try to dominate the first page listings if I can get both of them to to kind of compete with each other. But Amazon does not allow that. They do not want you, for obvious reasons, to have two accounts to do that. They 
if you want a second account, you can actually request it through Amazon um, and you can request an exception and oftentimes they will they will grant it. It's not that, that much of an issue, especially if you have two separate companies, two different LLCs, that kind of thing, you're okay. In fact, I had a buddy, um, one of the guys that I was talking with and he, uh, he just got approved by Amazon for a second account, but they had told him that you can sell on the second account, but you cannot sell in the same categories for the same reason I just mentioned earlier, right? What is that, Guy? That's a collusion amongst yourself? <laughs> I guess auto collusion, if that's a thing. Yeah. They, they don't want people monopolizing the, the search, uh, what did the you search say? results. What was that word? Monopolizing. <laughs> I love how you say it. Monopolizing. So, mon- monopolizing. Thank I, you. I love how you say things. That's cool. All right. Don't ask me to speak Spanish though, because I'll I'll kill it worse. (laughs) So basically, it's um, they they don't want you to uh, take over an entire uh, search result page. So if you have two accounts and you're selling five products on each, you could technically own the whole first page, and they Amazon doesn't want that. So that's. That's why they don't want you selling with two different accounts in, in the same category. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's too bad, because otherwise I'd have 10 accounts selling one niche, and I'd have the first two pages would be all my products. I know you would. <laughs> there's there's people that do that, though. I know for sure. I've seen niches, and I look at them, different companies, but there's just these, these signs, right? These little things, and you're like, you know what? That's the same company. That's the same, it's the same person behind it, so. All right. That was a good question. We got through that one quick. Um, did we answer? Did we answer it uh, sufficiently? You think? Yeah, I think so. I, and if not, you guys who are listening can definitely ask us follow-up questions, and we'll address them either on the Facebook group or if it grants uh, another revisit, we'll do it here on the podcast. By the way, I think having a second account is good if your plan is to exit at some point via a sale of the company, right? If you say, hey, you know what, after 12 months, I want to sell this company. If you're building up that brand, okay, brand X, let's say, it might be good to start a second company that has just that brand as long as it's, you know, not violating what Amazon says you can't do, right? Or uh, So you can build that up and then when you sell that particular company, it's a lot easier because otherwise you might be in a situation where they want to buy a specific brand and you've got like eight brands under one company and it becomes a little bit more uh, complicated to kind of separate things out. So that's just uh, my two cents on that. Cool, cool. Next question, Guillermo. The next question is coming from Brian Johnson. And this is a short and sweet one. It says, can I start running PPC ads right away before I have reviews. I don't want to wait or have the expenses involved getting five to 10 reviews. Okay, so of course you can run pay-per-click ads right away. There's nothing technically stopping you from doing that. Is it a good idea? No, I don't think so. It's, uh, I think you're going to be wasting your money. Um, so let me explain why. I think a lot of people already know why, right? If you've been following my podcast, you know why it's very important right off the bat to get reviews. But Guy had a great example of social proof, okay? And, and we're gonna talk about how when somebody goes and does a search for a product and then your listing shows up and then you've got uh, an entire page of other competing products, right? And you have zero reviews, you don't have a rating yet, right? No, no reviews. And everybody else has, let's say 30 or 40 or 50. Do you think people are actually going to wanna buy yours? Guy, why don't you tell them your, uh, your example? 
Yeah, um, and you always credit me with with this. It's not it's not my own. I actually heard it. I don't know, maybe ten years ago from Michael Sane. He's a an internet marketer. And if you were to go to a brand new town, you've never been be, uh, been to that town before. You're hungry. You stop at the strip, and you see on one side there's a restaurant. The parking lot is full. There's a line out the door. And right across the street, there's another restaurant and there's just one car in the parking lot. Which restaurant would you go to? You're starving. Do you go to the empty restaurant or do you wait in line? And most people would wait in line because humans in general always attribute knowledge. If if they don't have the knowledge themselves, they always agree with the general consensus. So they think that these mass of people is going to know something they don't know. So they go to this brand new town, they they don't know anything about these two restaurants, so they assume that the crowd knows something about this other empty restaurant that he doesn't know and he wants everybody wants to avoid that restaurant. So you do too. So the same principle applies with with products. If you run pay-per-click, uh, Brian, to a product that has no reviews, you're going to be popping up on hopefully the first page of the search results right next to the products that have taken the time to get those reviews. So people are going to see your product right next to those that have 10, 20, 30, 100, multiple hundred reviews. So your product is just not gonna look well. It's gonna look like that empty restaurant. So if, if you do get clicked, it's likely that you're gonna get some tire kickers and you're just not gonna do well, I don't think. Yeah, you're, that's exactly right. You probably will get clicks because you're right at the top, right? You're If you're doing your pay-per-click correctly, you're the first thing they're seeing. They click in and they're gonna see that you have no reviews and they don't wanna be the first one. I think Amazon even says, do you wanna be the first one to review this product You know, when, you, when, you, uh, when you're looking at that product or maybe that's after you buy it. But Bottom line is nobody wants to do that, right? You don't want to, I, I, I said it in the Periscope the other night. If you're, you know, going out with your friends and, and you're walking along a, a popular street that has, you know, bars or, or that kind of thing and you look in, you're a single guy and you look in, there's nobody in a bar. You're not going to go there. You're going to go to the next one. It's a social proof thing, right? You, you'll wait in line like you had just mentioned. You'll wait in line for 20 minutes to get into the place where everybody's at because that one empty bar, it's empty for a reason. Right. Yeah. So same thing. So your question, should you run or or can you? Yes, you can. Should you? Probably not. I have done that once. I think it was only once. Uh, Let's just say it was once just for (laughs) for the heck of it. But um, it was a very, very low competition market. Right. I had almost no competition. The other person had very few reviews and I wanted to get things going right away. But there was almost no pay per click to be had on it anyways. So I started doing that um, because there was just no way to to get regular reviews on the product normally. But other than that, you know, just go out, go to your friends and family if you have to, go to a review service, get, you know, five to 10 reviews really fast, get them on the first day if you can, as quickly as possible, and then uh, go from there. You should be fine, run pay-per-click. As long as you have, I think, at least three, then you should be okay. That's better than nothing, put it that way. Yeah, something that worries me a little bit of, of this question is the fact that Brian's saying uh, he doesn't want want to have the expenses involved uh, in this. If you're jumping into private label, you have to have a cushion. You have to have a cushion for 
getting reviews for running the pay-per-click. If you're stretching your budget just for inventory, you might not be ready for private label. You might want to try something like uh, retail arbitrage or I'm, I'm not sure. So, um, yeah, so if, if you're trying to cut corners, uh, lower your expenses, I, I recommend that you have a cushion because there's going to be unexpected expenses. There's going to be other costs, uh, advertising uh, samples. So be careful with that. Yeah. What, I, what, what do you think, Manny? I, I always tell people, and we did this in the last, uh, the, or in the podcast where we uh, talk about the Manny Coach product launch strategy, right? Um, I always say, have a budget where you can give away, essentially, or you're going to be giving products away at a loss um, for at least 50 products. Because out of those 50 products, not everybody's going to leave you a review, but you're going to get you're going to get some. You're going to get 30, hopefully 30, 40 people that leave you a review. But you're losing money on that initially. And you have to, as Guy said, you have to have some kind of a cushion to get things going. Those people that jump in and expect to make a profit immediately kind of put themselves in a situation where it's difficult to set yourself up for growth later. So I always look at the first month, the first 30 days is kind of like a a loss leader, right? I'm, I'm doing stuff. I'm getting people to check out the product and buy so that I can move up organically so that I'm getting sales on month two and beyond. That's what I do. So yeah, you're right. He did ask about the expenses involved and he just might be just too too tight on things. Uh, I'm putting on, on this spot here, Manny. Um, if you were to advise somebody, um, what would a cushion, a sufficient cushion be? So for example, they're spending $2,000 on inventory. How much would you set aside for the cost of the launch? And are you talking about in terms of product or in terms of dollars? Let's say out of those those products, and of course it's gonna depend on what product it is, but how many units would you allocate towards, towards reviews and how much would you allocate towards pay-per-click advertising? Basically, how much of a cushion do you have to have aside from the inventory cost? Okay, so I think the answer to that is it depends. It depends on your market. So if you're going into a very low competitive market, right, a low competition market, I should say, you won't need as much. Like when I got into, we did the episode on the bunny scratcher thing. I didn't need very much money to even get that product going because it was my cheapest product and there was only one competitor Literally one competitor. So, and I and I couldn't get reviews on this particular product because of what it was. It was it's a very, very difficult thing to get reviews on. So my my cost to actually get things going, my cushion on that was super low. Like I found that particular niche that was good. Now, if I'm getting into another product category where the top five guys each have 300, 400 reviews and the amount of sales are pretty high. These guys are selling, you know, 100 units a day, 200 units, whatever. They're, they might be selling more. Then you gotta, you've gotta kind of sit down and do the math and figure it out because if you wanna compete with these guys, you're gonna have to, I would say, try to get at least 50 reviews to start with if they have 300, 400 reviews, right? Because that's gonna give you that, that social proof that you need. So if your product is expensive also, and, and, and my other category I was telling you about, the bunny scratcher stuff, was it was cheap. But if, if, if in this category, the product is costing you $15 per unit and you've got to do 50 products, you know, give them away essentially, or almost give them away, you're, you're going to have to, at $15 times 50, what is that, $750 worth of product that you're you're giving away, plus any other fees for the review service and, and depending on how much below your cost uh, of that product you're actually selling it for, plus Amazon's fees, Amazon's fees and everything else. 
So it's hard to say, Guy, what, uh, what a good answer is to that. I guess it's, it just depends on the category that you're getting into. And then for pay-per-click, that's a whole different episode. I mean, we could talk about that. Um, it depends on how quickly you want to get your product up in the organic search rankings because that's what I use pay-per-click for. I don't drive pay-per-click to try to make profit. I mean, it's great if I do, but I'm trying to drive my organic sales, my, my rankings up so that I can start getting a lot of traffic, right? A lot of free traffic. And then I just continue the pay-per-click to, to maintain those rankings and keep that velocity going. Some of my products, the pay-per-click really pays off, right? My, my ACOS is really low. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can just keep driving traffic. I'll drive as much traffic to it as possible. But others, it's not as low, but it keeps my ranking, uh, my organic ranking looking nice. And uh, so I keep that going. It didn't answer your question exactly, but I think it's it's really tough. It's it's kind of a question almost like, um, you know, what kind of car should someone buy? Well, I guess it just depends on the the criteria and where they're at, you know, what what they need the car for and, and so forth. So yeah. it's complicated. I, I'm asking this question, uh, hopefully for at least a portion of the viewers because uh, I've seen I've seen a few questions that say what is the minimum I can get in for can I get started with 500 bucks and it, it just worries me a little bit because of the, the mindset if if you want to get started on private label and you're very cash trapped I mean yeah it can be done but you might not be ready for it and it might be something that you say well um i failed and it's because you were not able to to position your product for success so uh, listen to to manny's podcast from from the very beginning all the all the researching uh products episodes and take your time really really do uh your due diligence finding the products where you can actually compete in uh instead of jumping into something that's way too crowded that you're just going to be another empty restaurant on, across the street. Yeah, I agree. I think if you, I mean, if there's massive sales, you know, you're, you're using some tools and it says, oh, you know, combined this market has half a million dollars a month in, in sales. And your mindset is, oh, I'll jump in there. And I don't need to get a big chunk of it. But if I can just generate X number of sales per month, you might be, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? You're, you're going to be setting yourself up for failure, I think, um, because those guys are big. They they're established. Amazon has given them good rank. You suddenly launch with your product and you're nowhere to be found. When someone types in your exact title, you might not even show up on the first page. And that's pretty discouraging, right? When they're typing in your your product, you can type in your brand. Let's say you have a brand, you might not even show up. I've had that one, my best product right now that I have for like the first several days. And it was a pretty, pretty tough market. I would type in my brand name and I wouldn't even show up on the first page. It was brutal. I was like, I don't remember what page I was on, but it wasn't the first page. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm not even ranking for my, my brand name, you know? So, um, and that's because my brand name was made up of more than one word and those words were in other people's listings. It might not have been, you know, connected in the same phrase order, but um, yeah, it was tough. Yeah. Over time though, Guy, you know, if they stick with it, you know, and you do everything correctly, like he said, you know, listen to the podcast, come on the Facebook group, ask questions, get on the periscopes, you know, go into other Facebook groups, do whatever you got to do to just absorb as much information as possible. And that's what I did for like the first, uh, the first month, man, I was, it was like probably like 16 hours a day of just learning, 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 learning. That's all I did. Right. You know, like going just, I wanted it so bad. I wanted to succeed. And that's one of the reasons why, if you go back to the initial podcast, uh, episode one, I think, I think it was episode one. I said, the reason I wanted to start the podcast is because it would force me 
to stay up to date with everything, right? To keep me very focused. And by doing that, because if I'm gonna be teaching people, I need to know the stuff. And then if I know the stuff, it helps me with my business. So you just gotta want it. Yeah, but that's not all you did, Manny. And I think it's important that, that we make that distinction. You were not just learning, learning, learning. You were learning and taking action on what you were learning. Yeah. Because there's so many people I see fail because they're just learning, learning, learning and never doing anything. Right. I think there's a point where you've learned enough, right? And it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to, at this point, you're like, okay, I know more than most people. Because a lot of people that get into this, they don't they don't know about these Facebook groups and they don't know about podcasts and things like that, right? They just know that, you know, they've heard that somebody is selling on Amazon. They try to jump into it. And you know, like, 20 times more than they know right now just because you're listening to this podcast. And so at, at a certain point, just as Gee pointed out, you just got to say, okay, I'm ready to, I'm, I've got to jump. I've got to take my first step through the door and actually put something out there. And then you just launch and you go. And, and it's not always going to be a success and you shouldn't give up. My first product, I mentioned this as well. You know, it wasn't a success. I thought it was going to be. And at some point I just said, you know what? It's time to cut this rope. Let's let it drift away because it's not working. And I, I went for a different product. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Cool. And that's all we have right now, Manny. Awesome. Good. Just over the 20 minute mark. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this. We're going to call it quits at this point. Guys, thank you for listening. Both Guy and I really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to come and hear us out. I hope this has been educational and, and to some extent entertaining. And if you have any questions, uh, feel free to go to the ampmpodcast.com website. You can ask questions there. We'd appreciate it if you'd leave some voicemail questions. We really like that. We don't get too many people that do that. Um, otherwise, you can go to our Facebook group and you can ask questions there as well. And listen to Periscope. Uh, my Periscope, follow me there. Go download the app and then go to, uh, to the search field on Periscope and search for my name, Manny Coates, M-A-N-N-Y, and Coates, like a jacket, right? C-O-A-T-S, and you'll find me there. So until next time, guys, I'm Manny Coates. I'm Guillermo Puyol. Yes, and we will talk to you guys later. Take care. Bye, guys. You've been listening to the AMPM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider, insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.